Welcome to Full Bloom, the podcast for millennials on a journey to finding purpose and pursuing passion. My name is Martina Lindo, and I believe we can learn from each other's experiences and hopefully help each other to bloom and grow into the people we were always meant to be. Your journey to full bloom starts right now. You're listening to Bloom Season, conversations with millennials blooming in their purpose. So this is a very special episode of the Bloom Season. I sat down with four women that I met during PodFest and we just chopped it up about life. You guys listen and let me know what you think. Okay, what is going on ladies? Stage. We are here at PodFest 2020, living our best life. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is going to be a really dope experience. I'm so excited to have you guys up here. I just pulled three ladies out of nowhere, out of our PodFest fam here, to have a completely organic conversation. We're going to do some conversation cards and go have some laughs, maybe oh, yeah. have some tears, maybe have some deep revelations. Some real moments. Some real moments. <laughs> okay. So this is going to be really fun. I literally don't even know everyone's name. So we are going to really Love learn some it. things about each other today. So I'm excited. So I'm going to start over here. Over here is my girl, Martina. I do know your name. So Martina, introduce yourself, girl. Tell us about your show. Okay. So my name is Martina Lindo, and I am from Full Bloom, and it's a podcast for millennials on a journey to finding their purpose and pursuing passions. And and I started the show because I'm a millennial who was trying to find their purpose and pursue passion. <laughs> uh, so I, I really got into this space because I realized that we are really not being intentional about our lives in a lot of ways. We're just kind of going through the motions. And I really wanted to take a pause and like be present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I realized there are a lot of people that weren't doing that. And so I just started talking to people about their journeys. And I was like, wait, I need to share this. So that's how I came to full bloom because I'm in that season where I feel like I'm blooming, like I'm coming. Yeah into the person that I love yes. and she's beautiful Martina has this infectious smile I wish oh, you could Lord. see it and I just love it. your eyes like you smile with your whole face so I love that okay next to my right Woo-hoo. introduce yourself ma'am hello my name is Ella Turen and I am the founder and co-host of the podcast FUM on Films FUM is the Haitian Creole word for women uh. and myself and my co-host, Martine Jean. We um, have this platform to highlight the work of Haitian creatives in film and television. So we review shows, uh, film and television, but we also bring on Haitian creatives, directors, actors, sound folks to talk about their journey, their process, their creativity, um, and to give us like the behind the scenes tidbits of what they do. Yes, Yes. all the stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And we decided to start the podcast because we're filmmakers and we love film, we love television, and specifically for um, people who are Haitian, who are related to those industries, we knew that they were out there, but people don't know about them, and we wanted to give them a platform to showcase their work. Yeah, love that, love it, love it, love it. And we were talking for a quick minute about how that can be a that does that can expand outside of the Haitian culture exactly. so much. You know, exactly, exactly. So you know, yeah. people who are movie lovers in general will enjoy stuff. Like we actually did a podcast about Black Panther, Ooh. and we related it back to the Haitian Revolution and how there were connections to the diaspora. So we do talk about 
um, more general things than just Haiti. And sometimes there are films that we review that have Haitian people in it, but it's not about Haiti at all. It's just yeah, a good movie yeah. that happens to have Haitian people in it. Love that. Love that. Awesome. All right, you're up, girl. Yes. Last but not least, uh, my name is Shinopa. I am the membership director for Black Pot Collective, which is an organization. Black Pot. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to them. Which so is an dope. organization that was started in Atlanta last year to fill the void of adequate representation among African Americans in podcasting. Um, because, frankly speaking, we know that podcasting is an industry that is booming, but um, sometimes we just don't have the resources and the education that uh-huh. we need to break into it. So that's exactly what Black Pod Collective aims to do. I am also one half of High Key Woke Podcast. Um, and so me and my good friend and co-host, we talk about issues in po- uh, corporate America politics and culture that affect the black experience. So um, very simply, we started the podcast because we were two friends at work that were just tired of venting towards each other. So we yeah. created a platform. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, ladies. Okay, so really quick, I know I, I said a little bit about myself, but let me tell you guys about my show. Yes, please. Thank you. I know. <laughs> So I'm the host, I'm Tanya, I'm the host of the Inkfully podcast, so that's Inkfully, and it's um, essentially based on this premise that our stories were never meant to be erased, right? So our lives are stained in ink, there's no backspaces, there's no cancels or delete buttons, but when we finally get to the point where we can like grab hold of our story and release Mm -hmm. that to the world and realize it's a vehicle to not allow our own self-healing, but allow other people to feel seen, heard, and understood, then we can truly like build community and connect with each other in a way that no matter what race we are, no matter where we come from, we have this opportunity to just build each other up. Yeah, so on my awesome. podcast, we literally just have stories. And I, I do focus on women because that's just where I feel like my wheelhouse right. is. But I'm mm-hmm. really open to actually in our next season, expanding that to couples and having men on yeah, to give their perspective on even women issues, um, marriage, motherhood, mental health, dating, um, identity crises and, and for millennials, like all kinds of things that yeah. we deal with. Um so yeah, I just I've loved it so far. It's been a journey, um, but yeah, here we are. Yes. Awesome. yes. Okay. Okay. So what we're gonna do today? This is really com- I just love this. It's completely organic. We had these cards on the table. They're conversation <laughs> cards, and I was like, "We're coming on the stage. What are we gonna talk about?" Like, oh my god, it's heaven sent. So we have conversation cards. So we're gonna just answer from the heart. You don't know what's coming. I don't know. I don't even know what's coming. I, know. I don't know what's on these cards. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna answer some questions. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, we're going to start with you, Martina. Let me let me shuffle them around. Here we go. <laughs> and this is, it's not a sponsor, but they need to be. This is Poddex, poddex.com. Interview Dex. Okay, you guys yes. need to pay me for that. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, we managed to make a plug. On yeah, all right. I mean, we're using their content, so we should. Okay. So, here we go. What do you consider to be your greatest achievement? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, like, after I had my son in 2018, coming back from that experience it and you do have to come back after giving birth don't, girl uh, <laughs> don't trigger, don't trigger right. me don't I, trigger I know me. I know that's a trigger for you but <laughs> it, it's really something that I have come into like after I had him I just like yeah. was thrust into motherhood and I felt like okay is this the only thing that I can be now and so a lot of my dreams and things that I you know aspire to do it felt like I needed to pause and it, I gave myself a few months but then I don't know I came in and that's actually after I had that epiphany that's when I started the podcast mm. and I went into this like this just season of blooming 
basically yes. where I was like no like motherhood is not where it stops like girl you got so There's much more. to do yes. Yes. so much yes. more and so people ask me all the time like they were like you know after you had nation it seems like you just started doing everything I was like yeah because <laughs> yep. I realized <laughs> that my life is starting now because I have this child who's looking at me to figure out how to yes. live his life yes. and he's watching kids and watch he, everything yes, yes he is he picks up everything so it's like now I have this obligation to be my best self because I know he's watching yes so I think honestly that's the greatest achievement I've accomplished like going to school and doing all this stuff like you just need to be disciplined and do your work that's not an achievement <laughs> that's an expectation you know what I mean but for me coming back to myself and feeling better about who I am that is the greatest thing I've ever done yeah that's amazing I love yeah. that that's, awesome. that's good I love that okay do you guys want to take so should we do different questions or do you, you want to take this question I can take this question okay I, take I it go ahead it's, it's, it's kind of similar um, I think when I finally became my own boss yeah was the greatest achievement because it was hard um, I think I did all the things that you were supposed to do I went to school I, I had a great job I was doing well um, and I'm an artist so there was always a tug of war for me between my artist self and yeah. my nine to five self mm-hmm. yeah. and many times I justified it by saying um, my nine to five was funding my art yep. <laughs> which was true yeah. and I appreciate right. it greatly for all the years that it, it did that for me but but that was still not my time yeah. and so as I got as I progressed up in my career I knew that I was going to hit a point where I, there was going to be a fork in the road yeah. and I was going to have to make a decision. Either keep going up this path that's prescribed to you that, that is safe, it's basically safe, yeah. or go the route where you feel like you're on your growing edge, which is just at the point where you're starting to feel like those butterflies in your stomach yeah. is stretching you. But that's where you always want to be because um, that's the place where you grow. That's because yeah. the place where you could become your best self and bloom. So the point where I did that and I quit my job, I quit my job last August was like Ooh, one of the scariest things that yes. I've ever done. Exciting. Um, and the, the, the first week that I woke up where I was deciding for myself what I could do was amazing. And then there was a point, I remember specifically one day I had like, I'm a voice actor, so I had like an audition and I was like going to an improv class and like my day was full of just creative things. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like frazzled. I was like, I'm running back and forth. And then I paused for a moment. I was like, but this is the life. This is what you wanted. This is what I wanted. And I was like, I finally manifested it for myself. And that was the best feeling. I was like, that is my greatest achievement. That is amazing. I think that's huge volumes. To get paid to do the work you love. Yes. Like that's, I feel like we all, especially in here, we all aspire to do that. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm still waiting for it. Yes. Coming for you. We're yes. putting it on yes. the Claim it. Claim it and receive it. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, I, I might have the most unpopular response to this because I think I'm currently living, living towards my greatest accomplishment. I'm in a season where I'm doing a lot of rediscovering, um, identifying my purpose, what I want to do. Um, so I don't, I 
I don't have a complete answer to that right now, but I do That's know that okay. I'm in my process. Yes. yes. Um, and I'm celebrating my process at the moment. And it yes. feels great um, yeah. because I'm also getting to that place where I'm like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life making somebody else's dream come true when I can right. make my dream come true right. and also, you know, impact people as well. So I'm I'm still I'm still in the process, but you know, um, I have faith that at some point we will be yeah. able to like yes. hit it on the nail. It'll yes. be there. It'll be yes. there. And I would say like really stay focused on how you mm-hmm. feel every yes. step of the way. Like mm-hmm. your 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 spirit will speak to you very clearly mm-hmm. about what you're supposed to be doing. And good. if you just keep like just pressing forward with mm-hmm. those little inclinations, those curiosities, it's gonna lead you to what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. For yeah, sure. 100%. Man, that, that actually reminds me, even within this topic of like, listen, I'm not there yet. Like, mm. I feel like um, sometimes we sell our own dreams short because we can see someone else's vision better yes. than ourselves. Yes. Has that ever happened to you? Like, I, there'd be times where, like, if I literally put my podcast on um, a LinkedIn as a, like, career opportunity mm-hmm. and I, it was named something else and it was like, do you want to work for us and, like, you know, host our podcast and do X, Y, Z and speak <laughs> on our behalf? I'd be like, ooh, oh, my gosh, I can be an intern. And then I, became, I was like, why can't you then do that for yourself? Like, right, it's like yeah. we see someone else's vision more clear sometimes than we see our own. 100%. Yeah. And 100%. So, I feel like yeah. it's that thing we were talking about with imposter syndrome. Imposter yes. syndrome. It's just Let's like you, you really think that, oh, I'm not good enough for this. Yes. I can't. But then when you put it and frame it in the context of somebody else's dream or somebody right. else's thing, then all of a sudden it becomes attainable or achievable because it doesn't fall on you if it doesn't work out. Mm, yeah. Like you're yeah. just a part of it. So it's not. On, it's not on you but when it's your thing and it doesn't work out you feel this sense of like fear that yeah. makes you feel like you just can't do it because you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day if it doesn't work out then it was your fault yeah. but if <laughs> you you're work, blaming yourself you're blaming Blame yourself, yourself and then yeah. it's like you prove to yourself oh I, I wasn't good enough for this right. but if you're doing it for somebody else you kind of have a fallback like well what am I anyway <laughs> you know <laughs> well, for yeah, me like I, I um, work a lot with students in my previous job and I was always, I was like their biggest cheerleader. So always telling them to go for whatever they wanted. You could do whatever you want. You can do all this stuff. I'm like everybody else's cheerleader. Yes. But then when it gets to me, I'm like, well, I don't know. And I, I told myself, I was being hard on myself. We're our own worst critics. Yeah. But I was like, you know, you're kind of a hypocrite if you tell everybody else they can do whatever yeah. they want and you don't do it for yourself. Yeah. So I was like, how can I be an example? Just like you're talking about with Nation, like how can I be an example for people who I want to succeed yeah. if I'm not doing that first for me. Yeah. You yeah. have to. It's like you have to walk in alignment and be living in your values. Yeah. Right. And I right. think also what I've learned for myself, it'll you'll know when you're delaying uh, because something will happen. Well, at least me personally, I know something triggered me where I was like, okay, you can't keep delaying. You're delaying and somebody mm-hmm. uh, is waiting on the other side of yeah. your, you know, your first step or yeah. your obedience, whatever the case may be. And so sometimes something tragic will happen that will yeah. like remind you that you're delaying and yeah. you need to you need to get Step on, it up. Get on assignment up. Yeah. get on assignment yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I would say too after Kobe Bryant died oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I was jolted into action yeah because I was like this man had so much life left yeah. to live and he had already done so many amazing things yes. and I literally I was like girl you need to get it together <laughs> you are get on by yourself if you think you got all the time in the That's world so, get so up. I, yeah. I, it, it thrusted me out of my pity party in a lot of ways mm. like girl get up go yeah 
So I think that one thing that's been speaking to me lately, because on my um, on my platform on Instagram and also my podcast, I'm really vulnerable with me- my struggles with mental health, so mm-hmm. depression and anxiety, and how it can be paralyzing sometimes. Like mm-hmm. I've been um, going at this thing for a minute now, from before a podcast, like online community, and it feels like I'm making very slow progress forward. Um, but uh, my point was that um, what we're doing, the work we're doing, is not just for us. Yes. Yes. No. I think when you start, it's cathartic in a sense, like yeah. you, you feel like you're getting it out for you. Yes. But what I'm starting to realize in, in my work and what I do and how I show up, it's like, this is not just for you. There's Girl, people no. on the other they side of your it. message, yes. of your platform of, that yes. you've been given that actually need what you're doing. So you're doing them a disservice yeah. by saying, being like, I, I can't show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, getting the therapy, getting the help, working sure. on me, mm-hmm. you have to do those things. Mm-hmm. But like, when you, when I, when I am getting past the point where it's like, this is not just for me. Oh, snap. Like, someone else's healing is on yes. the other side of this. Yeah. That helps me to show up, yes. you know. Yeah. And, I, and I said this yesterday in my session. Like, this has become a mantra of mine. Your purpose is not for you. Your purpose is for other 100%. people. Your passion, mm-hmm. that's for you. Enjoy it. Live in it. Lavish. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, enjoy that experience. But your purpose is to serve other people. That's why yeah, we good. were on this yeah. earth. Yeah. And so once you connect to that purpose, then your life has begun to have so much more meaning. Yes. You feel like you feel like this weight lifted off of you yeah. mentally because that's why we were created to serve. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we are thinking about ourselves way too much. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> we don't yourself out of it. Yeah, my, my, one to. of my theater professors used to um, have this saying that he would say during our productions because people would be like, oh, thinking about my line and my part. Yeah. And he'd be like, it's not about you. It's, it's not about, this is an ensemble. It's about community. It's about what everybody contributes for everybody else. Yeah. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agree. So true. So true. <laughs> okay, okay. Talk all day on that one. Y'all ready to go deep, deep? Yes. Go. Oh, 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 Here we go. Oh, okay, okay. Speaking of Kobe. Oh, oh. How would you like the world to remember you when you die? Oh, oh God. Oh. I told you. I told you. You know what? I think I can answer this. Okay. I really want people to feel inspired to live their best life through watching my life. Okay. And it's just like, but not just in a superficial sense. Oh, she got money. She doing this. She doesn't right. know. It's not about that. It's I've embraced who I am as an individual. And one, recognize I'm not for everybody. And I'm okay right. with that. That's totally fine. Yes. Yeah. Like if you don't rock with me, that's cool. Like, you know, you do you, I'll do me. But like, I want people to remember that I one, I was a woman of faith. Like, I stood by my beliefs, and I was okay with you not being okay with how I felt about something. But, like, just be yourself and be okay with whoever that self is and live that life unapologetically. So I that's want good. people to feel that way about themselves. So that's yeah. what we're going to be saying at your eulogy. Yeah, man. Girl, she just... made me live my best life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hopefully no time soon when I you're know, 125. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay, go ahead. So I, I, I would say I would piggyback on the authenticity part mm-hmm. because that's something that I talk about a lot just being who you are I know for myself when I was younger I was like I was always the awkward person like awkward black girl that was me <laughs> bullied and all of that for it but then I got to college and I was like I'm just gonna be the weirdo artist person over there mm-hmm. and then I discovered like it was okay everybody yeah. just accepted and I was like all this time I was worrying I could have just been myself and been yeah. fine with yeah. it so that would be that would definitely be one thing to just be out, be who you are and be out there with it like live it a yeah. hundred 
But I think the other thing, too, is I want to be known as somebody who's there for other people. Yeah. Who's, you know, we talked about serving. Um, so whether it is that I'm a good friend or I'm a good sister or a daughter or a cousin or an auntie, I, I want to be known as the person who's like, if I needed Ella, like, I could go to her and she yeah. would have my back. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, that, like, would be really fulfilling that people felt like I was a person that they could depend on, rely on. They could they could have my ear. Um, that That's something that's important to me. Oh, so I think for me, I, I think about three things. Um, the first being, I, I want people to always remember how I made them feel. Um, and that means that I need to be always doing the very best that I can be to make people feel, um, to make people feel the best that they can be, right? So it's, it requires some accountability on my part to make sure that I'm constantly treating people the right way because I want you to remember how I made you feel when I was walking on this earth. And then secondly, I want people to remember that I was walking in purpose, that I yeah. identified my purpose. We're not going to say early on or late on, but I identified my purpose at some point and I made clear what my purpose was and I was walking in my purpose up until I breathed my last breath. Yeah. So that's it yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, that's good. What about you? you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for asking. <laughs> what about you? No, no. Um, honestly, I just want my, like, for people to all gather and say, like, she made me feel seen, heard, and understood. Mm, yeah. Yes. yeah. I think I that. what we want is really what, what I want to give is what I need the want most. Back. Right? Yeah. So, like, I'm an empath. I'm a deep feeler. Mm-hmm. And those are the most validating things to me is when I feel seen, heard, and understood. If I could literally have one moment of connection with every single person in my life or every person in this room, even if it's just for, like, three seconds or one second and like look you in the eye and that's something about it whether it was a laugh or a mutual connection or a touch on the shoulder that makes you feel seen heard and understood I feel like you know and loved by God like again I'm a faith based woman so loved by God and knowing ultimately that that goes back to him you are already seen you're already known you're already heard and understood Mm -hmm. by God whether or not society validates that or not then that would be really really like okay I'm getting emotional I ain't trying to go nowhere no time soon you said right you did Okay, well, let's switch it up. Let's switch it up, okay? Here we go. What is the most childish thing that you still do? Oh, Lord. I'm sorry on this side this time. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. The most childish thing that I still do. Golly. I have several that I am thinking about. I don't know how embarrassed I want to get. The most childish thing that I still do. Oh, Jesus. I definitely still sleep with stuffed animals. Oh, that's time. okay. You know, I have, I have a big enough, you know, I have a big so enough bad. bed that we can accomplish. You know, we can all, you know. Um, what do you have? How many do you have? It's, uh, how many? Yes. I have like two. It ain't oh. bad. It's one <laughs> on the larger end. <laughs> but, you know, but to be fair, my mother bought it for me when I was really young. Yeah. So I don't yeah, ever want it. to of part course. with yeah. it. Um, I'm going to be married. And I'm going to be like, yes, we need some make room. Hello. What are you talking about? Make room. But that's, yeah, the sleeping with the with the stuffed animals is still a thing for me yeah. they don't bother me it's just there you know so hmm I don't know the <laughs> um the only thing I can think of which I don't know if people would equate with being childish is I still walk around in my apartment just in my undies and a t-shirt that's, Man, that's, that's, that's to be thing. comfortable Honestly, I mean kids, nah, kids are kind of like free and like whatever <laughs> 
and I like that feeling of like it's liberating. Yeah, right. <laughs> living your best life. So that is living my best life. But I'm just like that's comfortable moment right <laughs> okay I think I have three and my if my husband was here he'd be like clapping and singing, singing. <laughs> yeah. yeah so the first thing I don't know if this is too 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 much information but I still run to the bathroom like I will hold my pee <laughs> for so long because I don't want to miss out on something so and I'm funny. just there, like oh I gotta go I gotta go and then like it'll catch you not the only one that does I that I can see you doing that like I can see you doing that right now actually. and shaking while she's doing it right like get on with it I I really just that's something I do all the time and then the second thing is I let my phone die all the time it's so childish and it's so irresponsible and like I get cussed out about it all the time you don't know what can happen on the road put your phone on the charger like all the time so and the last thing is I still play around in my food if I don't want it so that's a good one that's a good one like if I don't want it I'll just like kind of like move it around so this is how we know this is how we know Oh my gosh! That Those are so good. Exciting. Those are really good. I'm challenged, and I know, <laughs> and I know it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I can't think of like child, child. I can. The first thing that comes to my mind is that I start like binge watching on like Bieber and like Selena Gomez, like. <laughs> information on YouTube. Like, what are you doing? It's 3 a.m. and you have a whole three children to raise. And you're over here caring about what these, like, little children are doing. You can shut your it requires but. not that much thinking. <laughs> sometimes you need. I yeah. really passionate. Yeah. And I'm like, but why didn't they work? Like, I'm, I'm trying know, to understand. Yeah, I, was really, I was really broken up about it. And honestly, this is going to sound really bad, but I'm hoping that there'll still be a thing one day. No, girl. That, it was toxic. I don't know about that. It was toxic. Oh, I too far gone. Right, yeah. They had to go. It was, it was toxic. It was, okay? yeah, it was, it was I, very I, toxic. I grieved all I could grieve. <laughs> and I had to let it go. You know, he's yes. moved on. Anyways. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I God. love this. This is cute. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. Let's see. What's the next one? All right, we'll keep it light. So what was the last, kind of, kind of light, what was the last thing that you were envious of? Man. What's the last oh. thing that you were envious of? Mm. You know, that, that <laughs> I'm, it's sad to, maybe sad to say, or maybe not, maybe just owning it, but it happens more often than I would like to give myself credit for because, like, I, I recognize that when I start feeling envious, it's usually an imposter syndrome thing. Yes. yes. Ooh, and it, it yeah. just gets like I just start looking at other people. I'm like, oh, but they're doing all this and they're doing that, and what am I doing with my life? And then I get I go to the extreme and I go all the way to the place like I'm not doing anything with my life. Uh, I'm not yeah. doing anything. I just suck. Just forget it. I'm yeah. just done with everything. And I have to like take steps back to be like, no, that's their thing. They're in their lane. Yeah, and they're doing great, and yeah. I'm happy for them, and I'm glad that they're getting all the accolades, and they got written up for something. And and they got an award. Um, and then I'm going to pivot and go back to my lane and uh-huh. keep it moving yes. on what yes. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of a specific thing right now, but I know that when it comes up for me, I know that I have to dial it back right. and try to appreciate what that person has so that I can appreciate what I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyone um, else? I think I would say, and this is probably most obvious that we can all relate to, is when you're looking at, at least for me and my co-host, our podcast is all about to be a year old. So then you look at you look at your podcast, and you look at other people's podcasts, and you're like, oh my god, they're doing so great. <laughs> they have some of the reviews, yeah. and this and the next thing, and it's like, and I hate to say envy because envy sounds so ugly. Um, it sounds yeah. so it ugly. Feel it doesn't feel good. It makes yeah. you feel really, really bad. And so I have to remind myself that, um, you know, it's like you said, we're in two different lanes. And at the end of the day, you're going to get where you where you need to get to at your appointed time. Because I'm also, you know, a, a woman of faith. So I have to always really remember, you know, that, you know, there's a season for everything. Yeah, for everything. Right. There's, there's time. a time. And there's room. And so yeah. um, being envious or jealous or all, whatever the nice version of envy is, <laughs> is is a distraction. Yes. Uh, distraction yes. from That's the purpose. That's a good way to look yeah, at it. So yeah, it's a constant because you never really get over it. So it's a constant renewing and refreshing of the mind. And it's hard, y'all. It is hard. It is hard. It is hard. And I think too, it's just... It's, it's hard when you keep looking on the outside. Yes. Right. When you keep looking into somebody else's house and like peeping over and seeing all the new stuff that they're buying. Uh, yeah. All that. But it's like you have to keep in perspective. You're not on the same path as they are. You're not putting in the same work that they're doing, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be comfortable. Like, look, I'm driving my own boat. Okay. At my own pace. It's yeah. cute. And it's cute. And it's going to get me where I need to go. You know what I mean? Might be a tutu. But... <laughs> But it's mine. It's mine. But it's yours. Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, we've established that I'm childish. So after I had Nation, everybody started worrying about him. My mama stopped calling to ask about me. My daddy stopped calling to ask about me. My sister's, oh, where's Nation? Hi, how are you? I had a good day. That is for So I think I just, I'm the first child. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, the first baby. But now it's like, where's Nation? I'm just like, hi, I'm okay. So I think I've just had to, like, readjust to not being, like, you know, everybody's world. Oh, my God. That's I gotta so get over it. Childish. I told you it was childish. Literally childish. Okay, so for me, I think that this is going to sound so... I hope she's not listening. Okay, whatever. Ooh. My sister-in-law's hips. Oh. Okay. That's real, too. She's, like, 23. And she got... And she's got, like... like she, who, got body. she got body. She got body. Just body today. <laughs> and I used to have some. I mean, I still have a little bit. But yeah, then you, you got, got it. Listen, thank you, boo. Looking good, girl. Okay. Okay. Yes. So much so, guys. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to dis- we're gonna dismantle this. So much so that I bought some hip... Um, what's it called? It? What do you call it? Hip... Um, hip pads. I, I know I what you're talking judging. about. Really? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, judge me. Oh, yeah. Did they work? Right. right. Did, exactly. And yes, they did. Okay. Oh, well, they they there you go. It was a success. Oh, they don't need to know. No, they don't need to know the details. I bought them because I was slightly like feeling like whatever about myself. Yeah. And then, but I, it, it's so crazy how our minds work. And then I was like, oh, but this is funny. And I sent pictures to my sister of me in like an outfit. And I was like, tell the difference. And she's like, wait, when you got snatched? And I was like, I've always been snatched. So, anyways, and I slipped them off and I took turn, returned them to Amazon. So yeah, that was the last. I'm very content now. You just needed that moment. That's, I, that's, I, that's, that's all you need. That's it. You know? 
<laughs> the culture so infiltrated my mind. All the exactly. Kardashians, Tom Foolery, oh, and all oh, of oh, like, uh, uh, That was like a collective. collective uh, side. <laughs> yeah, like Jesus, not no don't play. even bring them up. I know. Let's not. No play on the show. Yes. Okay, we got to move. Okay, let's see. Um. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, okay. That, that one... said, what is the grossest thing you've ever had in your mouth? Well, no. Oh, so, no. 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 Y'all are childish. Okay. Um, okay. A little deep. What was the last thing you stopped believing in? Mm. Oh, that was oh, the last question. thing you stopped Many believing feelings. in. Immediately, I wanted to say our government, but maybe that's too. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <what's... laughs> going down in the dark. I mean,. I don't know if we're going to get into politics like that, but I, I've, I've been having a crisis of the mind <laughs> no, yeah. um, about the state of our government and our politics and our country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know where we're going to end up. Sometimes I, I, I told, I've told some of my friends that sometimes I wake up and I don't recognize the country we're in. It yeah, feels, right. feels like a, a movie. Yes. yes. It feels like a movie. It feels movie. something different than what we've known than what like the ideals of what we've believed in and what the possibilities are and it's really scary to yeah. know that you know the 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 generation that's coming behind us mm-hmm. is going to potentially be experiencing a world that's completely different. Right. I mean, yeah. and that's an in- inevitable, but is that a positive thing or a negative thing is what right, I worry right. about. Yeah. This is going to sound really like maybe polarizing or I don't know, but I'm just going to say it like the <laughs> the government is treating everybody like black people at this point. Mm. That's that's where it's heading. It this, feels mm. like everybody it's about the 1% Mm-hmm. Constantly, yep. and everybody else forget them. It's not about them. no one like, else matters. No one else matters. We want our world, and we being the government, to look like to serve us, not yeah. not everybody else. And I mean, it, it can be controversial, but I mean, it it just is what it is. The systems in place, the policies, they're not for the everyday person. It's to serve the greater one percent. And that right. leaves out a lot of people. A That's lot what's of frightening people. about it. Any thoughts on there? Mm. Right. Mm. It, mm. I took it too deep, y'all. I know it's going to happen if it's right, right, right. You know, I apologize. We could not escape it. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, I, um, I guess I would say the last thing that I stopped believing in. I don't know how deep I want to. Uh, mm. I, for me personally, I will not say that this has to do with everyone else, but I me mean, for me personally, I've stopped believing in my place in corporate America. Oh, okay. yeah. that's a good, okay. that's a good one. I hear that. I still, um, you know, I still have a job. I still, I'm still in corporate America, but I think in the long run, I've stopped believing that that's where I'm going to stay, yeah. and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay. fair. That's all good. right. I, I feel like we all share that same sentiment in terms of, like, believing in the world that we live in. Um, for me, it's like... I just stopped believing in the systems that are in place. They're, they weren't yeah. created to serve somebody like me. At so, all. And, and it feels really sad because it's like you feel like you don't have anywhere to fall back in or fall back on. You kind of are just like... 
it's creating a shelter yep. for yourself. Yes. 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 In a lot of ways. And it's, it's very scary. It's uh, exhausting, too. Yeah. Especially, Most like, you know, having ever. children and right. having a black boy a that boy. lives in America. Yeah, it's like, how do I have a conversation with a child? And you have to do it early. Before you can say, oh, I'll wait till he's a teenager. No. no you have to wait till he is, like, four years old, can talk, to know, like, look, keep your hands where they can see you. Don't make any sudden movements. Which, like, that kind of conversation for a four-year-old and it's, it's, it's really intense. it's heartbreaking scary. to have that yeah I saw this video on the shade room last night um, or this morning of this four-year-old girl and she's like her hairdresser's doing her can hair can we talk about that and I, I it brought me to tears actually go ahead she, go ahead I'll let you say it she's look, she's like the girl is doing her hair and like she catches a glimpse of herself in the in the camera and like I'm so ugly oh, I'm so, she's yeah. four years old yeah. she's like I'm so ugly and her hairdresser's like wait what why would you say that and like she starts to encourage her the little girl breaks down in oh, tears it, it, it is literally the most heart-wrenching video at four, I've she's seen. already gotten that message she's already gotten that message dark-skinned beautiful little girl got locks in her hair and looks into the camera and sees herself and says i'm Crying. so ugly and it's just like that's the system that we live in that's telling our little black girls that they are ugly. Yes. Right. She, how can she not feel like that? Can I be honest with you? I remember having that experience very similarly when I was a young girl. I was about eight years old. I went for the first time on vacation with my family to Jamaica. We're Jamaican. Um, and I went out and played in the sun all day. And I came inside and I looked in the mirror and started immediately breaking down crying. Because I was like three shades you darker. You got in a tan. Wow. Yeah, I got in a tan, essentially. Right? Absolutely. Period. Absolutely. And it was like, I was like... Like, I'm black. Ooh, That's what oh I said. God. I'm dark and black. Yeah. And my mom, like my mom's fairer than me. And like just colorism and yes. like what society is telling Huge. our little girls. Yeah. I now have a five-year-old daughter. She's obsessed with long blonde hair. And she's wow. so beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. Okay. Has the most beautiful smile. Everything. She wants her hair to be long and straight. Mommy, how can mm. I have hair all the way down my body? Wow. Um, how come my hair has to be curly like this? Mm. Um, what do I have to do to make it like, like, straight. and I have my, I wear my, I wear my hair straight occasionally, but I, I have to be careful with yeah. that. Yeah. Because she's, she's like, look and say, you yeah, do she's it. Like, Mommy yeah, does I'm like, it. Baby, mm. And I tell her, you, your hair can do that too one day, but you're too young. But like the point is she's looking at herself and questioning everything. Everything, all of her features, mommy, her, her, like her smile's a little bit darker because, like, you know, our gum lines can be darker yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know what that's why it is, but she's like, mommy, I don't like my smile, like, Aww. and I'm just like. God, like, please help me. Like, and the thing about it is, it's not going to change anytime soon. No, no. Because even though we, there's awareness now, and people are starting to have these conversations, the people that are still in control of the messages that we're receiving in media do not look like us, and they are not trying to serve us. One hundred percent. And we don't have control of that industry enough where we can be can take back the message. So we are gonna continue to have to have those conversations with our children until we can reclaim our own narratives in a real way. Yep, yep. You know, because, I mean, even when you think about children in the movies they're watching, they're watching these animated films, they're watching Frozen. Like, yes, yes, we have Princess Tiana. She was a frog for 90%. She's the only only princess that had a job. And she was a frog (laughs) for 90% of the movie. It's just like, what kind of message are you sending to my child that she has to be a frog to become a princess? Yeah, yeah. And but yeah. Cinderella and all the blonde you, you girls like locked to... down all the media, and you still you didn't, you know, you're like me growing up. My my parents were like no television during yeah. the week. 
you still go to school. Correct. Right? Yeah. And Correct. so you're, the, the, you're, the kids are going to be impacted by like all of the other kids who do watch yeah. all the media and are bringing in all of their impressions and their culture, their culture. and mm-hmm. all the messages their parents, their parents are giving are, them. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. And you know, the so, worst thing about it too is like our generation, we are the last one that remembers what life was like before being social. tethered to our yes. phones. Yes. 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 Children now, my no, 15 year old sister lives on her phone. They have iPads. Everything comes from what mm-hmm. media is telling them. Everything is, oh, well, so-and-so does that. Well, Kylie Jenner does this now. Oh, so, And it's just like, what? You, this is where their world is. Mm. Everything comes from the internet. Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Snapchat. Chat, yeah. All of that is yeah. where they're getting who they need to be. Yes. Their, identity their identity is being curated mm-hmm. by culture. And right. we cannot stop it yeah. until we have a real control of the messages being sent out. Yeah. That's good. Woo, that one hit. Yeah. Deep, deep. Okay. I think we have time for like two more questions, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. What's one decision, what's one decision you've made in your life that you wish you could undo? Ooh. Oh. What's one decision? I don't know if I want to answer this question. Okay. I don't know. I... <laughs> I, I've made it a rule for myself to not live in regret. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I would undo anything because undoing something, like if I'd gone Change. to a different school or said yes when I said no, it wouldn't have, I might not have been on this stage right now with all of you. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So I don't know. Every I feel like everything we do, whether we think it's a bad decision or not, or whether we think it's something we would have done or not, brings us to the next place where we're supposed to be. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'd have I, to agree. Yeah. yeah. I actually, I think I have I have two. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go for it. Um, and I think this speaks to the larger like culture that we live in. I wish I had paid my $25 credit card bill when I got a Dillard's credit card in college. <laughs> I didn't understand. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't understand no how credit you. works. And so <laughs> I was like, well, I'll pay it back eventually. Like, da, da, da. Now, and then it racked like, up. 10 years later, <laughs> my credit is still suffering from that. So I wish I had better like knowledge of how credit worked. Because the bill yeah. was twenty five dollars, yeah, and I was like, just oh, done I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait. Um, and the other thing though is like, I studied abroad in college, and I only did one semester. And I every time I think about, it, I wish I had spent the year because yeah. there was just yeah. so much to see yes. and so much to do. And I was like, well, no, I want to get back to Spelman, and <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro, I should have stayed for the year. Where'd you go? Where'd you I go? went to Ghana. Nice. I, I loved it. It was yeah. it was so beautiful. Yeah. And then while I was there, I, I visited Togo. Only spent one night. It was scary. So, oh my god! But it, it was a beautiful experience that I wish I had more time with. Yeah, those are good ones. Those are good mm-hmm. ones to regret. Yeah, I'm gonna skip that one. Yes, that's why I kept quiet. I was like, <laughs> I, uh, and actually, I, I would like to ask the last question. Oh, you, okay, you yes. better, you better go. Ahead. Well, no, just because um, this is the question I ask um, all my guests on my show at the end. Okay. So, what does living your best life look like? like this question because I'm an idealist so (laughs) let me just play in my fantasy world of perfection Um, living my best life would be this it would be literally just being able to use my voice and use um, you know all of me to encourage other people to inspire people to be real authentic to have conversation um, in every capacity and avenue that I can whether it's with my children and we're dancing and we take a break and we're just talking about how reminding my daughter how beautiful she is and how 
accepted she already is or whether it's with a group of women, whether it's with a middle-aged man in the middle of podcast, you know, a pod fest and we're talking, whatever it is, like just being able to, I think it goes back to that question we had about, you know, what do you want to be known for when you die? It's like, it's like what fulfills me? And that's what fulfills me is like having, living in community, living in conversation and living in authenticity. So that's my best life child. And I'm living it right here with yes. y'all. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think for me, I, I'm a creative person. So as long as I'm making things, I'm being creative. Yeah. Um, that is my best life. Like, I, I just feel like every molecule in my body is activated when I'm on a stage or writing or doing something like this. Um, so you know, part of what I, what I said before was about like releasing all the other stuff that doesn't make me feel alive and making sure that at every moment I am doing things that are making me feel the most alive. Yeah. Right. And so living my best life is doing that, like making sure that I'm making space for those things and then spreading that energy to other people. Yeah. That's a good answer. For me, 100%, I always know the answer to this. Living my best life means living in peace. Um, because I know that my peace affects everything else that I'm doing or or my lack of peace affects everything that I'm doing and so um, I'm naturally a very unbothered person but there was a time in my life where I was without peace and I don't know if if, if either of you, any of you have been out of peace before. It's the most unsettling tormenting thing you can deal with mentally and emotionally and so now I'm in a place I'm like I need to be in peace. I need to have peace because if I have peace everything else can just reflect and move in a peaceful way. So I yeah. just need peace. I need my peace. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's good. That's good. I love it. Any last words? Any like one piece of advice you want to leave out into the world? Anything? Any last 30 second word? Um, and the, well, you didn't answer your own question. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Live it, honestly, live it, I kind of uh, echo Ella's sentiments. Creating. Mm-hmm. Being, yeah. crea- being creative and connecting to that part of myself. It That is my best life. And it, it, it inspires so many other parts of me um, and it helps me to be a better mom a better wife a better faith based person uh-huh. it, it just makes me better when I can be creative so whether it's writing or whatever I'm doing just being in that space mentally that's living my best life for sure that's good that's good okay can I just thank you ladies so much thank you from strangers to kindred and sharing our stories and how we can connect with each other just like literally just sharing space and making space for each other to show up so thank you guys for joining me on this thank you I hope you enjoyed today's conversation in bloom and don't forget to rate subscribe and review this podcast thanks for listening and see you next week Thank you.